0: the gift the gift the
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Whole Child Chronicles podcast and it's your girl Kiss. and today I have with me two of my college homies, now my work homies, my social media homies, my Dre and my Ro. What's up y'all? Hi. How are up? you guys?
2: Good, amazing good. That
3: your, your gold background is you flourishing. See, yes
1: girl this background i love so thank much you, thank Marco. you <laughs> yes so uh, for those people who do not know and i said my in and my role i'm very possessive. y'all should know that by now <laughs> to, to the show <laughs> but for people who do not know who you are and who you represent because we are um, if you listen to the last week's episode, you know that we are talking all things reflective for the rest of the quarter four, all the way to the new year. It's going to be everything reflective, which has become something dear to me that I love and I enjoy the people. So let people know who you are and what you represent in reflective music through. We can start with
3: yeah, Rogue. We can start with row. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, my name is Rodella. Everyone calls me Ro. Um, I'm the vice president of Reflective Music. I also do booking and events for Reflective Music. So, I am kind of the right hand to Andre in this whole situation of music and art. And yeah, that's what I do. That is yes. what you be doing, Dre. <laughs> I
3: do a lot. I'm Andre <laughs> DuBois, uh, also known as Dre, among Several other nicknames that the squad gives me. I am the uh, CEO, President, Founder of Reflective Music Group. Um, songwriter, producer, um, artist manager, uh, production manager, etc. and so forth. So.
1: Yes. The man with many hats. Okay. Yeah. So... Reflective Music Group isn't something new to either one of you. How did you guys come up with the idea to get all of these different type of artists under one umbrella?
3: Um, by accident. Hmm.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> so, uh, Reflective, in its original incarnation, is just supposed to be a production just a vehicle that I would use to produce uh, music under, that's all. And uh, what happened was I had worked with um, our first client, um, Ashley Lachelle. I worked with her uh, first on the first project and then got her involved in a management situation because I was also doing some work with a certain management company. Uh, the management company folded. Um, and at that point, I said, you know, I'm tired of you playing musical managers. Uh, let's just get through this album and uh, we'll go from there. I'll take care of you in the meantime. So there was me, my production coordinator at the time, uh, Brandy, and uh, Ashley. And as the album was nearing the end of its production, I was like, okay, so we need to um, get you some gigs. I don't have time because I'm focused on your album. So let me put out a call and see who'd be interested. And uh, as faith would have it, um a chance interaction on twitter with roe um, uh, turned into something incredible roe i had met Roe as a dance major actually and i didn't know after you know so, so much time she had switched her major to uh arts entertainment media management live performance management which was something was what i graduated with uh so i asked her if she was interested we had a meeting she left my apartment with the job and uh started booking ashley gigs uh, a few months later um we went from a client of one to a client of five and then after that it became a client of roster of seven and so it, it just started snowballing um out of nowhere and people just really enjoyed i think the, the family atmosphere that we have and uh, the camaraderie that our roster has
1: yeah yeah bro when you when you answered this tweet first of all let's just go back to like <laughs> twitter used to be the thing right like you used to couldn't yeah, get nothing is. especially when we were in school when we were in school twitter was it you needed something it was at the peak yes yeah. <laughs> so right. now when i get on twitter it's like weird because it's a completely different like atmosphere what ahead. i remember i'd be like what is this but when you yeah. answered that tweet those many years ago did you think you would be where you are now?
2: Not at all honestly like I must have been maybe I had just turned 22 or like 21 or something when uh when we were all on twitter like that Mm -hmm. so I had like just changed my major that semester before um and I had kind of just been randomly tweeting like oh man like what it'd be like to like have a client or like, you know, just getting inspiration based off of the classes that I was taking. So being able to um, use that same knowledge that I was learning on the spot and applying it in real time um, was like a dream come true. Honestly, it was like exactly what I wanted to do. It put me right into my career path. Um, So yeah, I was not um, anticipating for it to snowball the way that it did, um, but I always tell everyone it was like the best the best time in my life because it was really a a, such an authentic connection um that was made on the internet honestly because before that me and dre had met maybe only one time before that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah we would have never even crossed paths had it not been for that so
1: i think that's so funny um majority of people that i know from columbia we either all met via, we either met via Facebook groups, because at that time you Mm -hmm. had to have a college email address to even be on Facebook. (laughs) So we either met through college Facebook groups, you either met through um, Twitter, or you met through Black Student Union. And Mm -hmm. I feel like my first interaction with Rose was actually BSU. Yeah, and it I was putting together shows yeah. on the back end, which is not something I ever wanted to do. I'm not even sure how I got wrapped up in that, but I just love Black Student Union, so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just what that is. But then we have all these life to- lifelong friendships. Um, you know, friendships, whether they're super close, I talk to you every single day, or if it's just you're my Facebook friend and you've always been my Facebook hey. friend and I've seen your kids grow up, like that's just kind of how right. it is how it is. Yeah. When you started Reflective, Dre, did you ever think that you were like, dang, I'm gonna have 13, 15, 20 artists mm. doing all <laughs> that stuff?
3: No. Um. Again, like I said, the it, it snowballed by accident. I was just, when I started Reflective, I was coming out of another uh, production situation um that didn't work out and um i was just look in it for me at that point like i I need to look out for myself and make this music and you know take care of myself that way i had no idea that i would end up being a go-to for all these different people i mean i think at last count you know between people that we currently have on the roster and who have gone through the doors at some point we had a hand in 15, 16 careers. Um and you know, that's mind blowing to me that, you know, it evolved to to the way it did and and, and, and we we garnered the accolades that we've done and we've managed to accomplish the things that we've accomplished. It's it's crazy. I never never to
1: answer Never. <laughs> Go backwards. That ain't what <laughs> I thought was gonna happen. I thought
3: this was gonna be quick. Yeah. No, like. <laughs> to be honest with you, for a long time, I fought management. Like, I'd been approached for years about managing different people. And I was like, I don't want that headache. I don't want to be babysitting people. and da, 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 da. So Funny how God will kick you in the butt do stuff, huh? He's
1: like, oh, okay. So you ain't
3: gonna do it now? But Watch what it work. is, like, I have to find a way to make that work for me. Like, okay, God, if I'm gonna do this, then here's what I'm not going to accept here's what I'm not going to deal with and et cetera and so forth and if they win it they win it if they not deny not.
1: yeah and
3: that's the standard I hold well, me and Ro we hold all of our clients to.
1: yeah Ro what made you change your major I just felt like
2: the dance community was changing into something that felt just not organic to me, like I felt like everyone's trying to be seen. It got really clicky. Um, and I'm not like a clicky type of person. <laughs> so I was like, let me just do style. Like it was becoming way too like serious. I was like, y'all are over here trying to outdo each other and y'all are only 19 and 20. Like y'all don't know nothing, like. <laughs> It's so Me, funny
1: you say that. Had, like, um, you know? Yeah, it's so funny you say that. I had a, a roommate at Columbia that was a dance major. Mm-hmm. And I remember her coming home like one day, falling And I'm not an emotional person, so I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, why is she crying? <laughs> like, what's going on? She got water falling from her face. This is weird. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, it's so damn clicky. Like she was so upset. And I was just like, it's dance, like I was so confused like, about all of that. So when you changed your major, how did you be like, how did you get to the point you was like, I'm gonna do arts, and entertainment, and media management. That's what's gonna be for me. So
2: originally I didn't have a um, concentration. So the different concentrations were like live performance, visual art, and some other things. So I wasn't really sure um, which um, field I wanted to go into, but I was like arts, and entertainment, like, I like entertainment, I like media. <laughs> like, I wasn't really, I was like, do I wanna go into marketing? Like, do I wanna go into music? Like, I just wasn't really sure. Um, so, but I just knew that I liked art and I liked entertainment and wanted to do something in that field. Mm-hmm. So it took a couple classes for me to um, pick my concentration, which was live music uh, management. So um, yeah, some of the classes was like event planning, um, the media marketing, music marketing, stuff like that. Um, I really took interest to, and that's kind of just where I landed. Um, and I met Dre right on the like middle junior year, going into my senior year, when we talked about uh, Reflective for the first time. So. Oh, talking
3: about two different things, okay. You talked about reflecting, I was like, wait a minute, but okay.
1: <laughs> He's like, that's too many stories. He's like, actually, I'm going to head
3: out. <laughs> I'm not going to tell my girl's business. I'm just, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was,
2: um, yeah, so that's when I was like around that area. I was like, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to be into music. And then met Dre, kind of started curating my
1: schedule around that.
2: And yeah. Just it just kind of all fell into place
1: yeah i think it's so dope um you guys brought me in oh crap was it two years ago
3: three has
1: it been three it's years been three
2: yeah
0: i three That's years
2: three. oh my gosh so yeah because it was right before yeah, i moved was, to l.a i was gonna say, I yeah you were still here three years
1: ago Mm-hmm. Well, first of all that's just bananas I don't know where time is going um I just want to say black down no, crack cause we all still look good in you <laughs> it's
3: like hell if you don't take care of it though so yeah
1: <laughs> but three years ago Dre put out a call on Instagram is where I saw it anyway um put out a call he's like I need somebody to run this social media I'm done I was like oh okay <laughs> like, that's just pretty much how that went and um and you I wanna go back to what Dre said he was like it became like this family atmosphere. You guys brought me in. I feel like I've known everybody on Reflective Music Group's roster all my life. And I just met some of them literally a few months ago. <laughs> like how did you guys how do you guys go about picking and choosing who can be a part of this this group? I feel
3: like a lot of it, um dealt with
2: the drive of wanting to be a part of something that they can call family and like they can call home base. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when we first came on the scene it was a lot of um, new artists that were just looking for for some type of solace, some type of camaraderie um, in an industry that was known to be more of a crabs in a barrel mentality. Um, so, we were one of the few, I would say, collectives that were a little bit more open, a little bit more welcoming, a little bit more like, all right, let's see what you really are about, um, as opposed to leaning into the more like cliquey kind of state of mind, I would say.
3: I also think that um, it, some of it was kind of easy, at least initially, because people had pre-established relationships. Ooh, so, for example, um, Ashley's first project, uh, The Introduction, um, I brought 2G, D2G on as a feature for that project because I'd known D2G. i known d 2 gi met him literally uh, my first week in Chicago, my freshman year, um, doing a cypher. So, I brought him in to record. Fast forward... Um, Few years later, um, we put him on Ashley's second project. He uh, hosts her album release thing, and then he, we bring him on to feature at um, her first residency gig. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to be down with reflective, so I think he 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 felt comfortable with uh, with us in that regard. Same with Danny Barnes. Danny Barnes, I had done. Uh, uh, well, Ro did too. We did uh, the show called I Still Love Her, and he was one of the premier dancers. So I've known him since '09. Wait. And uh oh, I see light bulbs coming on.
1: Yeah, it was um, <laughs> what's his name? The dancer guy, the tap dancer guy. What's his name? Ken Ken Wasn't
3: he in that? Yes, yeah.
1: I'm gonna yes. say, I, I know that. I know
3: that.
1: So, I, wow, that's part of the way I met Ken? Ro
3: because my best friend Jeremy was in that show. And Jeremy was always in the dance department and him and Ro connected and we all became friends. So it, it all of this kind of stuff, it was it, uh, reflective really I think is garnered from us wanting to make sure that our people are taken care of mm. and, and looked out for and they're not getting the short end of the stick and doing everything in our power to get them to where they want to be. And I think that's why that family vibe is so palatable because mm-hmm. of the at the starting end of the day we never want you know to take advantage of we want to make sure that they have everything that's coming to them everything they've worked for and strive to get them to be their best self um and 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 to realize potential that they didn't know they had yeah so and how empower do- them.
1: How do you guys deal with all of those different personalities it's like it's like a lot of different personalities actually when i met everybody all at once i was like oh my god like i was low-key overwhelmed and i got a big personality i was like this a lot
3: yeah
1: we all have
2: um very specific personalities i think Um, but for, like somehow they all gel. I don't know. Yeah. It's
1: I don't know. It's not right. Because we're all <laughs> artists of, in our own different ways. So once you connect over art, you probably don't even care yeah. about the personality. And I
2: feel like another thing is because we've all just been surrounded by other artists and like that just having that artistry background, like all of us just being at Columbia or like just naturally gravitating towards other artists, we all respect each other's weird. And <laughs> I like shells. <it. laughs>
3: and and also I I think um we've been described as um uh, when we were gearing up for the tour, we were we were described by a DJ as actually several DJs, as like Chicago's um Chicago music's Avengers or X Men. With like, (laughs) like me and Ro at the center, and then you got everybody. You know these other superheroes. Like if I'm Nick Fury, and then you got all these. You got Iron Man and Hulk and Black Widow and all these other kinds of things. They're cool. They're dope on their own. Mm. They're more powerful when they come together. But that's after they get through all the personality crap that they got to get through in order to make things work. Um, yeah and I think, I think that's part of what makes us. That's part of what has made like uh stand out, um, even yeah. when we've been, you know, semi-dormant. Is that everybody knows that you know when we come together, you know, it's 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 something to look out for uh, because we 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 genuinely support each other. We generally got each other's back, and we will uh, where one doesn't have it, the other will pick up the slack.
0: Mm-hmm. and
3: uh that's had to come into play also in personality management for sure
0: mm-hmm.
3: um there's been some days where you know i've hit row up like i can't deal with success today can you reach out <laughs> and xyz and the same in return I, I,
2: I, I
3: <laughs> deal today dre you better handle it before i do and you know it goes back and forth like that. but at the end of the day. It's all love. We want the best for all of them. Yeah, totally. It, it's, it, I guess that's like family too. I mean, talk to your mother because she's about to get on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Her daddy because I'm about to type the shit. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: I love it. I know that um, recently we did the photo shoot. We had just majority of the entire crew there, yeah. which I thought was super dope. But I I got to snap a picture of Roe and um, was it Danny? Uh, I think it was dead.
2: You know, it, it was, was magic. It was magic. Yeah,
1: I got the snapshot <laughs> picture, picture of Roe and Magic, and I captioned it: "When your introvert side gotta be extrovert, because those two was kind of right.
0: like,
2: um, <laughs> yeah. like I don't want to talk to nobody." yes both of us in particular are a little bit more introverted um yeah. so yeah you captured our essence perfectly
1: <laughs> in that moment i was cracking up i was like oh my god and it was just like you could tell like okay these are the ambiverts who can be introvert or they can be extrovert these are the extroverts these people gonna talk they're gonna do whatever right. Then you got your introverts over here. And I thought that was so cool to capture because I was like, oh, no, this is very clear. This is very clear exactly. Yeah. The <laughs> All right, so y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'll have more with Ro and Dre from Reflective. Woo, child. It ain't nothing like a good online boutique. And I'm going to give y'all a little secret. One of the best ones out there is Leah Rose Boutique. Look, go to AaliyahRoseBoutique.com, child. I'm going to tell you why. She got everything. She got shades, earrings, lip gloss, t-shirt, dresses, biker shorts. Baby, she got it all. Look, I'm the shade queen, honey. And sometimes I got to switch out these prescription glasses and put on my shades so I can catch all the shade that might be thrown at me. And then I also make sure I wear my rose hip oil from Aaliyah Rose Boutique. Has my lips feeling smooth, soft, and kissable. Okay. Look, go ahead and check out this boutique. Baby, I promise you won't be disappointed. Make sure you tell them, Cubana sent you, mwah. Long, busy, tiring workday. There's nothing more important to me than taking a long hot bath. Accompanied with my Green Garden Source, vegan, handmade, natural skincare and energy care products. One of my favorites, actually, to have in my bath with my bubbles is my Pink Coconut Bath Bomb by Green Garden Source. I just love how it makes my bathroom smell and feel like an island oasis. It makes me really feel like I'm on vacation. I love it. But then when I get out, there is nothing like lathering up with this bomb pineapple shea butter. You wanna feel like you're in an island oasis? Go ahead and check out Green Garden Source on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can also get their products at Etsy.com. Just search Green Garden Source. Make sure you tell them Cubana sent you. Ho welcome back. And of course, y'all know already, I got Dre and Ro from Reflective Music Group with me all show long. So I really appreciate y'all coming through, being my co-host. Yes,
2: I'm excited to be here. Don't mind this stupid
1: plane making all this noise. I love L.A. noise. Everybody I interview from L.A. be like, don't mind the cars. Like, baby, it's L.A. We we already know. The cars, they be racing down my
2: street. I'm like, please, please, (laughs) y'all. So, Ro, actually, what made you move to L.A.? So I'm also a makeup artist. Do you see that face? You see that? That's, <laughs> That's why me. she moved. It's natural, V. You know what you mean? <laughs> me? Um, I'm also a makeup artist. And um, one, well, outside of that, I was just ready to leave Chicago. I was born and raised, lived there 24 years of my entire life. Longer than that, 27, 28, something like that. <coughs> Going up. A long time. <laughs> born and raised I was ready to go I was like I feel like I was getting stagnant living there it was just like I just need new experiences new everything um and I also do makeup so I wanted to expand um, my career out here doing like more commercial things more tv film media um stuff like that so this is like the holy makeup for things like that so I was like let me make this move so that's what I
1: did Yes. Be here for three years
3: Booked and busy
1: Booked and busy I swear she I mean, watching <laughs> her story Like, damn, she beat another face Like, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Now, Dre, how did you choose Columbia as your school of choice? How did you end up here?
3: Uh, kind of like Ro I wanted to get the hell up Out of Cincinnati Okay
1: um, <laughs> Thank it you was for coming like, I, <laughs> I
3: didn't even I didn't even apply to a school In a neighboring state I was like, "Mm -mm, nope, 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 I'm out. Um, And it came down to uh, four schools um, that I was really interested in. And Columbia, uh, when when I went to visit Columbia Mm -hmm. for the open house, you could just feel like Columbia is different now, I think, but back then you could feel the creative energy in the air. You could feel the artistic excitement and it was colors and it was vibrant and it was and it was music and it was, there were black people. There There were black people people (laughs) doing what they love. And I was like, oh my God, I belong here. And I think the, the open house I went to was like, in april or something like that mm-hmm. and the weather was nice and and and, and there were
2: at that point cool. it was nice <laughs> right. now april. we don't
3: know what the hell you're gonna get in april it's just now snowing. you don't know right i happened to come on a good weekend <laughs> but it was it it was it and it wasn't too far from home so i could get back to cincinnati if something mm-hmm. happened if they needed me back here i could rush back with with no issue um the the Columbia living situation was dope. Uh, <laughs> Cleaning dorms i ever
2: seen.
3: Apartments! Uh, was apartments like, I was gonna
1: say, cause my friends who went to the U of I's and oh yeah, the this the, they was like, wait a minute, you got a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment downtown. Like, yeah, that's what my dorm is. Like, I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> you got Literally. a kitchen, like, yeah, I cook every single day. I cook, I don't understand mm-hmm. what's going on right here. Like. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and also there was the aspect of being able, being in a environment where everybody was kind of like you. Yes. Like, you know, where in high school, you maybe didn't fit in Mm -hmm. as much because you were the artistic guy, you were the guy that sang, you were the guy that wrote lyrics, you were the person that danced everywhere. You were that, so nobody really, really got you, the people that went off to major in political science and people in economics. you know, all this other kind of stuff. But when you got to Columbia, okay. and even when you got to witness Black Columbia, because that was the That's whole, a different subset.
1: Yeah. Because I
3: remember yeah. we used to, Black Columbia, when Black Columbia showed up at Words on Wednesday and Big Mouth and Painted Black and all of these things, it was like a different thing. And so I was just like, yeah, I got to do it. Yeah. Definitely yes. no doubt. There's
1: no doubt. I got to I wish you on that. I never forget telling my cousins. I have cousins. Um, it is a total of, let's see, four, four, that's eight, It's 10 of us. It's 10 of us total that are first, first cousins. Never. Um so a lot of us went to school around the same time, like literally back to back to back. I think my grandmother was tired of coming to trunk parties at that point. <laughs> my cousin was like, what school are you going to? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Columbia. She was like, with the R C Y kids. And I was like, actually, there's a lot right. of black kids there. Like a lot of black kids. And I was like, and then it wasn't until I joined Black Student Union. That I met mm-hmm. even more black kids who didn't live on campus. These were the commuters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so I'm not the only one. Like, I'm the hoodest chick I think I ever met at Columbia, as far as like living on campus for the most part. I just felt like I just didn't fit sometimes. But then when I started meeting those commuter kids, I was like, oh wait a minute. Like, I'm yeah, in here, like and then it also changed my view on what art is in the black community because when we hear really? art in the black community you can sing or you can dance and that's just pretty much it but having broadcast journalism as an art like that's an art oh, yeah. everybody can't do this um having people who can market or having people who can reach your contract and tell you no well, yes. girl they're gonna take all your money like having that that's an art like i i don't that's think people understood that yes like yes
3: but yes. you even know what's even what you just touched on something not just the commuter kids but the students who went to columbia and then dropped out but would still hang around baby, <laughs>
1: that was baby. we used to be like
2: what school do you go to
1: yes right what school do you go to because you don't go to columbia none of us you don't go here in mm-hmm. but columbia. you're
3: always here
1: yeah, I dropped out. I go to Harold Washington now, and then I'm gonna come back to Columbia once I finish paying. Right. Them, like, oh, okay. To get my
3: gen ed credits, but I'm here just to stay in the mix. Yeah. Right. and they
1: were on to something because somebody had if somebody had told me to take my gen ed somewhere damn Listen. else. Okay, because the amount of money I spent on gen eds at Columbia, Listen. I ain't have to do that. Ooh. Somebody Ooh. just and you I'm know what? I, <laughs> I was so
3: I was so bitter about how much money. Um, Columbia used to run us for but at the same oh time now when I look back at it I don't know I don't I think I paid more so for the connections that I made
1: you paid for the experience
3: oh my god because you I would, would never get a and, and like I said Columbia has changed a lot Um, I think since the time we were in school but
1: because yeah, yeah, now they got like commercials and like busted and i'm so confused it's, i'm like what's going on
3: it's very weird but then like you could not you could not i think what we got then was really priceless uh for sure not just what we learned mm-hmm. but the people who were teaching us the experiences mm-hmm. yes. we had and the relationships we made uh, are yeah. second to none second 100% to none i
1: 100 agree with you bro how did you end up At Columbia
2: um so I have been um dancing uh since I was seven so I had danced all through elementary school all through high school I was part of um competitive dance Mm -hmm. too um and I also was trying to get out of Chicago at that point like Columbia was literally the only school in state that I had applied for I applied to four other ones, got into all of them, and still went to Columbia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because really, it was the only one that offered dance as a major. Like, I really didn't see myself um, being a history major, being an English major, anything like that. You know, and that's what um, all of the other schools that I had applied to, you know, they were your normal. I applied to HBCUs, I applied to other art schools but um none of them really had dance as a major um and again just me going to um to echo what Andre said going to the open house with my brother he took me and we went together and i was like i need to go to this school like this school is like exactly <laughs> yeah. what i want you know right? like i wanted to focus on art they so, suck
1: you right on in with that open they house right they like they, they do they, were really, they hey. were really good at
0: it they were really good
1: at it. I love yeah. everything about that. I love the, um, what, what Dre touched on, like, I used to be so bitter. Like, I got all these damn student loans from this place and blah, blah, blah. And I don't even, you know, I don't technically get paid for um, that major that I majored in. Right. Like, what the hell did I do? But then when I do my podcast or when I do my social media stuff and I work with different brands and different companies and I'm consulting I'm right. doing things. And the first thing they always complimented me on is my business etiquette. Mm-hmm. And they will always mention a school, which I will not mention, but it was a like rivalry school for us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, they was like, yeah, they it's just like a total night and day. And I'm like, damn, so I definitely, I paid some good money for something. Cause <laughs> some of this stuff- Yeah, I, I felt like, my yeah. Once I changed my major,
2: um, it really opened my eyes to the spectrum of um the expertise that Columbia's um teachers had. They were so knowledgeable and so open about um their expertise in in what they were teaching and they were working in their fields at the time. So they they had direct, you know, connection, direct knowledge. Like I remember my teachers, um when I first came my major, encouraging me to to go out and and go to different shows and mm-hmm. and telling me where to find these shows and all of this and that, so it was like invaluable information, honestly. I agree.
3: And to I piggyback agree. on that, I just I remember um, my uh, two of the best instructors I ever had. Uh, one was uh, cosine from the interns. Mm. Uh, was I did my first production under him the first song I ever produced was under him and I did it on a guy who went on the same background for B.B. and C.C. Ryan and then the other one definitely one of the greatest uh, teachers and producers I've ever had I did a class uh, with Donald Lawrence and he i mean that thing spawned in. me my first three major label album credits wow just based off of him and then parlaying that into an internship and all this mm-hmm. other kind of stuff so columbia afford that's why i said the experiences that i had columbia afforded some things that i wouldn't have gotten anywhere else Love anywhere that. else I'm, I'm and uh, yeah it's and also uh to go back i didn't mention this one reason why i chose columbia you know back then i don't know how it is but now with other schools with other schools would if you lived in a residence hall there was a curfew where you had to be in
2: Right, when Long Columbia Turkey, was like,
3: <laughs> you better go to every damn show that go. you possibly yes, can. they were encouraging
1: us to go and like, stay
3: out, stay. Gone. They
1: used to say, yes. they used to say, you pay for your U pass and you ain't rose the red line to the end of both ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. They used to encourage they you do, get on the yes. train, go go view your city, see where you are
3: Be out here.
1: And as somebody who out. I, listen, I wasn't born in Chicago, but I was raised in Chicago all my life. This is actually all I know. Mm-hmm. I knew more of the city once I moved downtown to go to school than I did yeah. any other time because Literally, Columbia was it, so big on nice. knowing your surroundings. So now yeah. i be like, oh, girl, you got to walk east towards the river. You're going to make a left, when you get the wacker. You're going to do that. Like, I didn't. Right. Anybody right. right. I'm like, I'm, I'm I
3: haven't lived in Chicago for what? four years now and I can tell anybody okay. like it's yesterday just from living downtown I could have told right. you after my freshman year how to get wherever you needed to go.
0: Yep. Yep. How to
3: take what line which bus which everything yep. because yep. they encouraged us to go out and explore the city. I don't know what I would do. Or because of the friends come- we met. The friends. Um, that, that were commuter friends like you said that would mm. live at 63rd and Cottage Grove or something like that and you would have to Figure out
1: how to navigate to get there because when nobody's yeah. driving, right? Nobody we was been, rid- we wasn't driving, but we <laughs> was renting zip cars. Anybody? <laughs> we used to zip rent car, zip yeah. cars to get around the city because depending on where you were going, the trains or the bus would stop, so right. you would yep. have to know Wait, how so to Columbia your a discount on zip cars. Yeah, so we yeah. was we were rent zip cars. Oh my god, y'all memories of my college days. Yeah. yeah,
3: so, yeah.
1: I love college, honestly. I do. I, I would do undergrad. college I would again. Do
3: those four, I would do those years over again. I would do college
1: Absolutely. again. <laughs> I would do those years again and I would add a minor. I did not have a minor. Right? Age. I didn't have a minor either. I would add have added have a minor, minor too. I would have added a minor. I would have added an arts, entertainment, media management minor. I took a couple classes. Um, mm-hmm. but as we all know, I got pregnant
3: in, at Columbia. So this is, I got mm-hmm. pregnant at Columbia. <laughs> yeah, man. And, so, and it's amazing to see your son now. I'm like. Right? right? I, was so big. I
2: remember you oh, were oh,
1: pregnant oh. with him. Oh. I was so mean playing a painting <laughs> glass. I don't understand how right. people dealt with me. I was so evil. But I got pregnant then and I took a lot of classes. I knew that radio was not going to pay me what I needed to be paid coming out mm-hmm. of college pregnant with a baby like it wasn't gonna mm-hmm. work I needed to try to figure out what I was gonna do um I took a couple arts entertainment media management classes loved them all I was like why wasn't this my major all four years mm-hmm. at this point I only had a year left I wasn't changing nobody major I'm, I'm done. I got the go that's <laughs> so it just was what it was but definitely I definitely do college all over again for sure mm-hmm. um but to get back on reflective um you guys got because we got stories for days about columbia we can go what? on and on and on listen <laughs>
3: that's a whole nother show yes, okay
1: know. i'm gonna have to do a columbia show because i got people who oh my god we have you yes you that should you should fun.
3: Black yeah. Columbia, the Black Columbia, experience. the Black
1: Columbia experiences. People really think that there's not there. And I was like, I was president of BSU, Absolutely. like, what are you talking about? We
3: definitely oh, We were we were thick, too. OK, and everybody knew had- just about everybody. There was like two degrees of separation,
1: right? right. Yeah. Everybody knew everybody, we, everybody, knew yeah. everybody, and everybody had everybody's back. To this day, mm-hmm. I can call people from BSU and get just about anything I need um, from anybody that was involved in that. Like i reach out mm-hmm. to people like, hey, is your company hiring? Nope, but this person's company hiring, you remember this person, I'm finna send them, send me your stuff, I'm finna send it over and they reach back out to me like, I love it. Um, But the one thing about Reflective is that, what I love about it is that it gives me those Columbia vibes. Like I planned Painted Black a lot of the times I was involved in those um, big projects and those big ensembles of art all in one Mm -hmm. category. You guys are doing that now with Reflective. So how does that stress you out, Ro? You're on one side of the the world on one side of the states and Dre, you on the other side. So like how are you guys making it work when you're planning things pre COVID?
3: Pre COVID. Pre COVID. Um, <laughs> I think um, Me and Ro, <laughs> I think I think the most important thing is to is that we stay in communication with each other. We stay in communication with each other first and foremost. Uh, Roe is uh, uh, one of my best friends in the world, and uh, so we made sure that we maintain. Because at, at the center, if we're if we don't keep in communication, then the rest of it falls apart. Mm. <clears throat> so we we maintain things with each other, and then we make sure that we stay in communication with our clients as well, yeah. and not just about. Um, you know, album releases, or where are you on this project, et cetera, and so forth. But how are you? Where are you? Are, it, are doing wellness checks uh, even before COVID, just to make sure that we're good. And you know, I, I'm good for Facetiming somebody and saying I just need to lay eyes. On you. you know what I mean? And 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 I think that at the center, that helps uh, clients feel like they're not forgotten about. Um, that we don't get they don't get lost in the sauce. now since let's see I left Chicago at the end of 2016 Ro Mm -hmm. left the following year Mm -hmm. uh, and so it it has proved to be challenging I think um, not having as much face time as we used to in those Mm -hmm. first two three years Um, but I think that the family atmosphere that we built and and have tried so hard to maintain has been what's kept us. And even in the past couple of years when we haven't been as active due to, um, whatever has been going on, um, um, people still recognize the name, they recognize the brand, uh, and they know that, uh, if you see, you know. 2g outperforming and we might all might not all be there but he's still got an army that has his back and Mm -hmm. the same with danny bars and magic and all these people so i i I think that's been the yeah
2: for sure um the nice part is that most of our clients are still in the same city um so they still have that support system um when Concerts and networking events and stuff were still going on regularly. Um, it was never just one of us showing up. It was always a few, a crew, you know, everyone mm-hmm. bounding together, staying in communication. And that definitely helps for sure.
3: I yeah. get you. And then when Ro and I are in town, mm-hmm. if somebody has something going on, we already know where we need to be.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, That's already sure. the plan. Already <laughs> the
3: plan. And to be honest, this year, uh covid derailed a lot cuz this was going to be mm-hmm. uh we were planning another, you know, tour and all this kind of stuff cuz everybody had stuff ready to go and we were about to get back out there and partnering with another um, entity to make that happen. Uh and then covid came and squashed that. But uh, yeah, so it's it's not a matter of um, I guess can we it's when will we uh, break that all together and you know i think you know as people get people are getting older i think all of us uh yeah all of us are in our 30s now you know people got families and kids and whatnot
1: i don't
3: know Uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry there are a couple of people that are in their late 20s on the brink of 30. But none of us us are in our early twenties, just coming out of college, trying to make things work anymore. Mm -hmm. We we've we life changing things have happened, so in in accordance with that, you know, we don't get as much. We wouldn't get as much Facetime as we need to anyway,
0: right?
3: Um, Because we all have to do things to make ourselves grow. We all have these outside initiative roles. We got little by role going. You know, I have my songwriting things that are that are popping off and, and et cetera and so forth. Everybody has other things outside of reflective that they, you know, focus on right. and need to need time to build. And, you know, folks have been working on projects and in the studio and stuff. So mm-hmm. all of that means, you know, it's less time for us as the collective, but there is something in, yeah, yeah you felt this, you know, several times, you know, we, there's something about when the collective gets together Bang. there is like this tangible energy this yeah. tangible vibe mm-hmm. that cannot be denied if i could have booked the show during that photo shoot if we could have oh, had that that place the whole day and did a show that night it would have been off the charts yeah. because that's just who we are when we get together that family atmosphere is that's what made the torso successful that family atmosphere it it translates no matter if it's a video shoot, a photo shoot, uh, a performance, or just us kicking back, I think. And I think that's what keeps people uh, engaged with Reflective and what keeps us pushing forward makes it work.
1: But I love Reflective and everything that it represents. And where I've seen it come from and where I've seen it grow to where it is now. you know, I've I've seen it at the beginning stages, um, via social media, kind of just looking like, oh my God, like, oh, dress out in a music group, that's cool. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, they on tour. Oh, this is cool. Like, what they had going on over here? Like, I yes. just, I really appreciate that, um, that artistry in itself, because like I said, art has so many different forms. It's, it's ref- you know, it's, it's reflective, actually. It's whatever you feel art is. Um,
3: See yourself.
1: With that being said, talking about the tours and all of that stuff, what has been your favorite project that Reflective has released or that you guys have worked on? Um, you gotta pick one. They'll be like, they all my favorite. I want I, I wouldn't say they all my favorite. I wouldn't go that
3: far. No. Um,
1: Not all of no, them.
3: Right. Bro, uh, no, you go first.
2: Mm. So my favorite is is really gonna be the first reflective music tour the see yourself tour. um that one I really felt like I got a chance to flex my my degree. <laughs> um, all of the planning the touring the the mapping out, the budgeting um I really felt like I was in my bag like. I was like, yes, this is what I want to do like this is like the meat and potatoes of like what I worked so hard to like finally uh, manifest out of everything that I had um, been preparing for prior to that moment. So all of it was it was very, very hard. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, it was stressful. It was a very long time. It took a long time planning,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but just to to experience and live through the the results of it all, and seeing it just kind of unfold right before our eyes, just seeing everything that you had worked so hard for, all the sleepless nights, all the frustrating moments, mm-hmm. like just to see all of it be worth it was so rewarding.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, we were on tour for oh my god, four months, three months. It was.
3: The first leg? Yeah, the first
2: leg, summer first 2016, leg. summer and fall 2016.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, sporadic,
2: yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, that was my favorite summer. I don't know. 2016. Drake, and, Drake and, and Future was on the same all summer 16, okay?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um what about you? I think well, before I get to that, I think the, the See Yourself tour is definitely one of mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um because I just remember how that whole that whole story starts in 2015, really. Yeah. It, um uh when 2G dropped Short Summers, Long Winters. That album, which is also goes back to one of my favorite reflective albums that's one of my top two
0: mm. play, favorite
3: play that. um that album um and the the biggest single from it Hydroplane really set us up for that tour um because from that album that we did the <clears throat> we did the unplug show at refuge which was packed out and then we did the um the opening for joe Budden and promontory was thick that night and we ended with hydroplaning. and 2g had said he wanted everybody to be with him so um you know i came out and did the quest with him and then um Jay romero danny barnes and Tri- katrina valine did lovely day with him and then breezy mm-hmm. city came out and did i got it with him and then did hydroplaning and Ashley Lachelle and, and Isaiah Jones came out and did that with them. And then the whole crew came out and did that with them. And it was amazing. We got better response than Joe did that night.
1: Wow. And the
3: people that followed 2G couldn't keep up. <laughs> so
1: hey. it was at
3: that moment, me and Ro was like, we got to put this on the road. This, mm. is, this can't just be a Chicago thing.
1: Now, what was the, the most game? difficult project? You like, um, we ain't gonna never do that again. I would um I would probably
2: <laughs> say um South by Southwest
0: 2015.
2: Mm-hmm. Um that was a huge learning lesson for Dre and I. Um
3: <laughs> as far
2: as, <laughs> <laughs> as far- <laughs>
1: Y'all, Jay popped the bottle back open. He like, first of all, hold on, cause
3: he got a drink to that from five years
1: ago. That's how you know. Listen, baby. It was it was a it was a huge lesson.
2: Um, I would say as far as just dotting your eyes and crossing them t's as far as the manager side of it. Um. Our client really wanted to go to South by Southwest and we just weren't patient. We we kind of rushed it. We um, were able to book them, but the person that we booked with was a scammer and like double, triple booked the slots for the South by Southwest showcase. Um, and we went all the way down there, was not able to perform because the person the booking manager left the show wow just left the show left all these artists kind of stranded at this venue and sold all these slots to all these artists who ultimately didn't get to perform um and it just was one big scam so it was just a lesson to us to um just be more patient like Mm -hmm. if we if it's not in our capacity we shouldn't force it um Mm -hmm. Because I felt a lot of pressure um, as a booking manager to make that happen, um, and I wasn't—I um, wasn't being diligent in my research as far as the company, the manager, and just making sure that there was a, le- a legit opportunity. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely a lesson learned on my on my part for sure.
1: Dre You pulled out the whole bottle of liquor. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, first, let me go back and say that. Um, the the other project that was most rewarding was uh ashes the shells letting go because that was my first one um, and that's what brought reflective into the whole landscape of things i would say the most difficult
0: uh,
3: speaking on two sides of it the most difficult album has probably been uh car shelton's album okay um, and that's because uh, we did the live recording in 2018 and uh, we, st- we just released the first single in, in August and that's been mostly because of a bunch of technical difficulties that have happened in that process um that we're fixing uh but the most difficult, Uh, road experience might have been, because I wasn't there for South by Southwest, I just dealt with it as it was there. Mm -hmm. Um, Was the the tour, It have been two tour stops. It was uh, St. Louis when (laughs) uh, they triple booked the venue that night and then they scrounged to find us one and we ended up performing in some like record store or something like that. and then uh the turnaround from uh (laughs) from brooklyn to cincinnati (laughs) in the same weekend we drove from brooklyn to cincinnati performed and then a few hours later i put to roll to the airport to fly to to back to LA and I put magic and d 2 g on the bus back.
1: Let me tell you how I'm tired. Listen. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm tired. Listen. Brooklyn to Cincinnati. First of all, that's already one damn time zone. Brooklyn and Cincinnati is a whole Ooh. different damn time zone. You didn't take Cincinnati to damn LA. That's a complete baby. I'm Listen. Sleepy. I'm sleepy, listen. It was a whirlwind. And we performed
3: again. we performed both nights.
2: Back I think we were born in
3: Brooklyn Friday night and Cincinnati Saturday night. Uh, in the overnight between Friday and Saturday we stayed at an Airbnb Me Too, Ro, and 40. Uh, uh, Danny Bar, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Me and Rose shared a bed. There was no heat.
2: In November.
3: In November. So that's the reason cold. we shared the bed was because we were freezing.
2: There was no heat at all. There was
3: no heat. There was no hot water. There was nothing. So, actually, most of us performed the show in Cincinnati the next night. Uh, Well, some of us performed the show, asses unwashed, because the water was frigid cold. We had time to change clothes in the venue, do a three or four hour show, because I always book Cincinnati shows as like a festival with a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of artists. Um, did that. Went to my mama's to catch maybe a couple winks, eat some pizza and then take them back.
1: woo child? Okay. what child? So y'all had, first of all, the fact that y'all had to go from all of them different places but then on top of that, y'all ain't had no damn hot water. Things that go on behind the scenes of these Listen. tours. Okay? They don't Listen. tell you about that. They don't tell you about that. Like... <laughs> baby i thought it would be an artist that day like actually thank you no thank you this same for me um,
3: <laughs> we got stories for days i'm telling you They're oh my good.
1: god i can only imagine i mean you guys have been doing this like you said i mean even if you just go back to 2015 2016 that's a long tenure um for any music company in this day and age that isn't all the way mainstream right because now it's like mm-hmm. if you ain't mainstream people ain't really trying to fool with you but to hear all of the stories that you guys had, um, all of the opportunities that have been granted to you guys, I think that's like amazing. Yeah, I mean,
3: our <clears throat> clients have, have won awards and opened up for dope artists. You know, Ashley opened up for a and, and um, um, 2G has opened up for Jesus, Naughty by Nature and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Joe Bud and Mobb Deep and all these people and, you know, Magic is performed and Europe and and we had our first a lot of we had our first international show on that see yourself tour we,
0: uh,
3: yeah. did canada a couple of times so it's 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 been rewarding uh to provide opportunities for might not have otherwise had them. Mm-hmm. but yeah i think that's part of the joy of what we do yeah um, makes it work it.
1: yeah so With the end of quarter four, being in the middle of a pandemic, (laughs) um, what accomplishments this year are you proud of?
3: Honestly, um, the reflective photo
2: shoot. But like, we have been trying for so long to get everybody. And even if it wasn't even still everybody, but to get the vast majority of us in one place mm-hmm. um, was definitely on our list this year and we made it happen. Um, baby, we COVID would... compliance and whatnot. So that was definitely um, a highlight for Reflective this year, being able to reconvene, be able to get some work done um, as a unit. A lot of people have been doing a lot of independent work uh, um, as far as uh, working on their albums or writing new songs. Um, So yeah, this was like a great group effort in being able to just reconvene and um, get this knocked out because I feel like it has been three years since our last, Photo shoot with everybody together or four years something like that we
3: weren't even we have never been all together for any photo.
2: yeah shoot. Wow. That was our yeah first, that part too
3: that was our first yeah. group photo shoot um we would do you know let la- the last one we did was like three years ago and mm-hmm. every artist had their individual time slot with xyz and then the team did hours uh together for the most part but um yeah, that was the first time in a long time that most of us have been together. I think before that it may have been the last uh Canada show in twenty seventeen. That was the last time a good group of us were together. But this is the most people have been together. We were only missing. I think maybe three people. I was gonna say we weren't
1: missing that many people. I feel like we were
3: only mm-hmm. maybe three three people. Mm-hmm. And, and and two three of, and those three people were supposed to come. Um it was supposed to be uh Kara, Elise and Brandy. Um Brandy was having or somebody in her family was having I can some health challenges and uh um, Cara and Elise had some family matters to attend to. Um, but they couldn't make at the last minute but other than that I mean, we were there and she's right that that may have been the biggest accomplishment of the year in light of covid um
0: yeah.
3: i think another good one was um i was getting a uh, car a single out that was that was a big herculean effort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of all the tech stuff that going on behind the scenes, which I won't go that deep into this particular interview. But when she comes out with the project, we'll detail everything that may take so long. But um, getting that done, because she's, Cara is our very first uh, Christian gospel client. Mm-hmm. And so um, having, uh, having our first gospel release or reflective kind of fulfills like what we've done we've, we've always geared ourselves towards the, the, the urban independent recording artist scene and so we've had R&B, we've had hip-hop, we've had jazz at one point or another now, we, now we got a uh, spectrum to accomplish. That
1: I think it's amazing um, to add Carver to the mix of everybody else right because we got like rap and we got R&B. And all these things, and then to add her in, it just shows how broad music is. And mm-hmm. if you're talented, you're talented, it doesn't matter what else is going on.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, what are the goals um that you have for Reflective now that Q4 is damn near over? Chad, we almost out of 2020. I know a lot of people happy. Mm-hmm. 2020 wasn't that bad for me so I'm like okay well it's okay (laughs) but going into quarter one going into a new year what are some of the goals you want for reflective to achieve next year
3: I think um for me and and me and Ro have have been like this since the beginning once uh once we hit thanksgiving um we start tapering off and um and then Christmas, we do a hard stop because we, we, we feel very firmly that we don't want to be tolerated, celebrated by the masses and tolerated at home. Okay. Um, we want to make sure that you know, we spend time with our families and all those kind of things. So around this time, we're already looking at, and even before now, we're already looking at 21. Right.
0: Um,
3: that being said, 21 is shaping up to be different than other years because we just don't know what's going to happen in light of COVID. Um, What I do know is that almost every reflective client that we have will be dropping a project in 2020. So we're going to see Cara's album. We're going to see Ashley's long-awaited album. We're going to see Magic's album. We're going to see Danny Barr's album you will see one or two projects from D2G, uh, and even Katrina Velin is in the studio, and we'll see Ty's album. Yes, for Ty, and that's, Ty's album is one that I'm oh I'm excited about. And the reason I'm excited about Ty's album is that Ty is Ty has been a, a friend of Reflecting. For a while, mm-hmm. and now to listen to some of the music that she's that she's doing, and she feels a need that we had. We didn't have that um, contemporary R&B person,
0: right?
3: And now we have it—the one that you know, she sings, she dances, mm-hmm. she, uh, she she's young, she has that energy. She and 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 she's really shaping up this project to make a statement and come out from the background shadow. So I, I'm I'm very much excited about that project. But yeah, almost everybody is is, is dropping
0: after been doing it for a while.
3: And and if COVID permits, you know, fall of 2021, we might start doing stuff on the road as well. Um, Hopefully, but we'll, we'll see what
1: happens. Um, so we're talking about Ty. I'm glad that Ty actually does have a project coming out. I really enjoy her personality. And um, she has such a big personality. So I can't wait for this project. And I can't wait for you
3: Yeah, something. and uh, Ty, funny thing about Ty is I met Ty. I don't know if you we were there that night, but we did. Uh, there's this band called Johnny Kilroy and Ty is one of the mm-hmm. vocalists for Johnny Carroy, and they had a show at the Double Door. Mm. Oh, I
0: missed
3: the Double I was there, yeah, I
2: remember that.
3: And um, Ashley and 2G opened up for them at the Double Door, and um, I heard Ty sing, I was like, wow, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. And then later on that year, because that was around the time we will build that as part of the reflective See Yourself promo tour and uh, uh, we later invited them to open up for or be a part of a tour stop in uh, Kansas City, Kansas
2: City. Mm-hmm.
3: and she sang Say Yes acapella for that tour stop and I was like oh my god so I was trying to get on her then to you know sign and all kind of stuff and it took what like, three years but mm-hmm. finally made that happen. So uh, two years, something like that. So we're, we're we are very happy for uh, Ty to be a part of the uh, collective.
2: We love Ty.
3: We do love Ty.
2: Personal like reflective goal is mm-hmm. to have all of us go on a reflective retreat.
0: Um,
2: we're approaching the seven year anniversary of Reflective Music, and we've never had um i guess something that will cultivate like a workshop slash like relaxative um environment for all of us to kind of just community together kind of reminisce on what we've built what we worked on and how we can make it better Mm -hmm. um so my ideas are involving um kind of like a workshop of some sort maybe some sort of like artistry workshop or something of that nature where we all just kind of retreat somewhere and kind of focus on the goals there. So that's like our, I guess quarter one-ish slash quarter two goal.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I love mm-hmm. that. We're We're like- so <laughs> that. Ray and I are in cold places. I would love to go somewhere warm, just on my bed on out there. <laughs> <now>. uh- <laughs>
3: so the anniversary is April 3rd. Um, that's when um, Reflective was licensed as an LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's been a very long, like we said earlier, it's been a very long time since we all just got together and broke bread and kicked with each other i think we used to have um gumbo nights at my house i would cook a double portion of gumbo roll would cook a batch of uh um, crab and artichoke hallelujah
1: you better praise him on (laughs) there and we would
3: somebody would pick up some chicken from like uncle joe's or something like that and we would just you know commune and and and, you know fellowship and we haven't done that in maybe four years outside of when the see yourself tour would come to cincinnati yeah and my mother and my aunt will prepare a spread for all of us. And so
0: those. <laughs> it's
3: been <laughs> it's been some time since we've done it. And I think that, you know, we need to get back to basics as far as being a a, a close now, not that we've lost ties or anything. But I feel like we I think that's important to us. the nucleus of who we are is that family atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Ro and
3: I have been very conscious of trying to be almost like a mini Motown. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's what Motown in the early days was built off of. That sense of support, uh, camaraderie. Um, you don't have it, the next one does. Um, even down to our quality control sessions. And Yaya, you were there for one of those in the studio. One time. It, it, it's it's having everybody's insights and making sure that everybody supports one another. So I think at the, at the, at the base of that, actually spending time with one another so I think a retreat uh, for us is necessary and deserved if we're coming up on a seven year anniversary we've never gone just away to just get away you know while we're there we might work on some music or what have you but I think the the real core of it is trying to center ourselves get get us together for the year um, and prepare ourselves to get to work because ultimately yeah. day, we want to see everybody in. Um regardless of what their um, personal goals are. We just want to support everybody we
1: can. I love it. I love the goals. I look like once again, I love reflective. I love being a part <laughs> of this family. Um <laughs> I love that you guys listen to everybody that's on the roster if it's if it's on the admin side or if it's on the artist side you listen and you hear what they're saying and what they want and you try your hardest to implement that the best way you can and that that means a lot on any side of the spectrum that you're on yeah
2: Go ahead, um, I was going to say, I think it's really important for everyone to be heard. Um, mm-hmm. just be, Especially when it comes to art, artistry and art and um, expressing that art, everyone is so unique and everyone's yeah. voice is so different and everyone has something different to say, something different to offer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I feel like that's what's most unique about being an indie label is that we do give our artists that that moment to to fully realize themselves in their art um it's something that you don't really see like you kind of see it in mainstream mm-hmm. um but i feel like mainstream is so caught up with a lot of other moving parts um that sometimes the art can get lost in translation
0: yeah
2: um so it's definitely great and i Uh, ultimate goal is to make sure that everyone is being heard, everyone um, feels like they're growing within their journey as an artist Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um, and that they feel supported in that also, for sure.
3: But in that they have to be committed to not cutting corners.
2: Right, totally. To
3: um, realizing their full potential. And if that Mm -hmm. means you know laying a project because it's not there yet then yeah. that's what it means and that's that's been the importance of our quality controls mm-hmm. like if if that's the way to ensure that we don't catch a brick and mm-hmm. and we've caught a couple bricks before because people weren't committed to the process mm-hmm. and so i think um and and keeping that center, realizing, getting back to a family unit, nobody is out to see you to 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 bring harm to you. Right. We just want the best for you, and that means you might have to go back to the drawing board or back to the studio a couple of times before you get yes. it right. The and that means that every song that you bring to us is not going to make the cut.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, yeah. Not the if you want the reflective stamp on it. Exactly. So the
2: critics said when you find that. that- you find that sweet spot, which we found time and time again with some of our artists in particular, you find that sweet spot and you just see how far it can go and, and the significance that it can um, imply on someone's career.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: How, yeah. How important it is to have those sessions and how important it is to have people in your corner that are um, objective and are looking at your art in an objective way without tarnishing um the process and the art itself yeah so once you find that i feel like i feel like we have that sweet spot um and it's just maintaining that it's like of course there's the up and flow of life and and the journey of it all but like once you get back to that sweet spot it's like magic honestly like everything just flourishes you get you know that outcome that you're looking for and you're able to um, sustain it at that point mm-hmm. but hopefully you know with COVID and everything I've, I, there is a different landscape now um when it comes to the industry and and everyone just has to be um diligent as far as um, bending like water and knowing you know how to flow with with all these new changes, all these new regulations and guidelines that we're going to have to um, come across when it comes to um, touring again and doing shows and whatnot for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I love everything about it. So I once again want to thank both Ro and Dre for coming through and being my co-host today. It was so fun. Yes, it yeah, All the background stories and everything that had Reflective has gone through, what they're going through and what they're going to be able, be able to go back and talk about later. Like, I oh, remember when we fucked that up. I mean, now we're gonna- right. like, hey, remember that? So,
3: <laughs> we got a we bunch can of laugh them. Now. <laughs> right, we can laugh now. Not so, put it in.
1: If they want to follow you, Dre or you, roll or Reflective, how can they do that?
3: Bro, you go first. A few
1: things. Um,
2: there's a Reflective Music Instagram at mm-hmm. Reflective Music. Spell just how it sounds. Um, And then there is also our Facebook group, which is Reflective Music Group on Facebook, exactly how it's spelled, right? Is it the same? The same exact spelling, yes. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Rotorius, R-H-O underscore T-O-R-I-O-U-S. And on Facebook, Reflective music group because I'm the one that's running that one in conjunction
1: with Yaya and Drake. So <laughs> you can find us all
3: there. <laughs> and Dre Um. Uh. Everything for me is the evidence. T H A E V I D E N C E. Um. And Reflective Music has a Twitter. It's Reflective Music, but with a Q instead of a C because some entity won't act right basically <laughs> they barely use their twitter so i don't even know what the deal is but um I yeah that's us for real um and then you know all of our clients you know you can find information there. also our website reflective music.com
1: yes so if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast streaming site all of the information is below in the description box and if you're watching this on YouTube, just hit that little arrow so you can get everything they just said with all of the links. You already know you can follow your girl at Cubana Kids at on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. I'm there and I'll be waiting for you. So make sure you review and rate this podcast. Make sure you also follow me on YouTube and hit subscribe. And look forward to next week when we have another reflective music artist hey. as our yeah. guest. So make sure y'all stay tuned. Until then, TTYL. Mwah. Bye. The gift, the gift it was.